0: The Underground Railroad was a network of people and places that helped enslaved people emancipate themselves in the early 1800s and through the Civil War. Freedom seekers followed routes leading out of the South taking trails, rivers, canals, ferries, and stagecoaches, and found refuge in secret hideouts along the way. One of those hideouts is in Milton, Wisconsin. It's called the Milton House, and in the 1840s it operated as a stagecoach inn and a stop on the Underground Railroad. It's the only certified stop on the Underground Railroad in Wisconsin that's open for tours. For this month's Wandering Wisconsin, we'll help you plan a trip to Milton. To find out what a tour of the Milton House is like, effects Becky Mortensen speaks with Amanda Weibel from Travel Wisconsin and Keaton Kloss, the Executive Director at the Milton House.
1: Keaton, can you start off by sharing the history of Milton, Wisconsin and the establishment of the Milton House?
0: Sure.
2: Um, so the... The history of the town of Milton and the history of the Milton House are very interconnected. So Joseph Goodrich um, originally lives in New York and in 1838, he decides to go west to see what opportunity he could find. And so he arrived to this area, which at the time was known as Prairie du Lac or Prairie of the Lakes in French. Um, He decided that it looked like good farmland. Um, He was at a crossroads between the city of Fort Atkinson, Janesville, Madison, and Chicago. So he thought it would be a good place um, to set up not only a town, but also to build his uh, Milton House, which was a stagecoach inn. So kind of like how we would think of it as a hotel today. So in 1839, he and uh, his wife and two kids and nine other people moved from New York and settle in this area. Joseph then founds the town of Milton. And in 1844, he constructs the Milton House. It was a two story hexagonal building that served as the stagecoach, stagecoach in. And then he builds another structure attached to it, which he referred to as the block. And that had rentable business spaces downstairs and rentable apartments upstairs. So he used it for his stagecoach coaching and then he also used it for additional business purposes.
1: And how did the Milton House become a stop on the Underground Railroad, and what made it a good safe harbor for freedom seekers?
2: So Joseph Goodrich and the majority of people who come to him, come with him to the area when he founds it, and then after the town is founded, um, they were Seventh Day Baptists. Now the majority of people who come on tours to the museum have never heard of Seventh Day Baptists. They have, may have heard of Seventh Day Adventists, but they are two different religious sects, um, but Seventh-day Baptists, even um, prior to the Civil War and really the rise of the abolitionist movement in the United States in the mid-1800s um, were very anti-slavery. So to be part of their religion, you actually had to be anti-slavery and be committed to the abolitionist movement. So that was something that was very ingrained in Joseph before he even arrives here and the majority of the people who are in the town with him. So. Wisconsin at the time, um, when we become a state in 1848, slavery is never legal here. And when, in 1850, the Fugitive Slave Law gets passed, which essentially allowed Southern slaveholders to come into Northern states and recapture freedom seekers and take them back into slavery, Wisconsin says that it's an unconstitutional law and they don't want to enforce it. So even if Joseph had been found out harboring slaves, there was a chance he maybe would have avoided punishment. And then just the nature of the Milton House being a stagecoach in, they had 24 stagecoaches coming every day for like, so like one every half hour when the trains come in the 1850s and there's 30 some trains coming. So people are coming here all hours of day and night, all kinds of different people. And so if you saw, you know, wagon pull up to the Milton House at three in the morning, it wouldn't necessarily raise any suspicion. So it seems a little odd that the busier the place was, the more it helped Joseph run the Underground Railroad Station, but we believe that that definitely provided a good cover um, for his operation of the Underground Railroad here in Milton.
1: And do we know what that experience would have been like for a freedom seeker having a stop at the Milton House?
2: So unfortunately, the Underground Railroad history is very um, sparse uh, from a historical perspective. There's not a lot of firsthand accounts. Obviously, it was an a thing to do, a very dangerous thing to not only run on the Underground Railroad, but also to aid any freedom seekers on the Underground Railroad. So people did not keep good records, at uh, least written records, and then after the Civil War, even historians just didn't really have an interest in learning about the Underground Railroad. So here at the Milton House, we do have good primary sources about one freedom seeker. His name was Andrew Pratt, and he came to the Milton House and we know that he had escaped from slavery. Beyond Andrew, most likely more freedom seekers sought refuge at the Milton House, but we can't identify a specific number. For Andrew, he was a unique one because he arrives in Milton Um, in 1861. And then he actually lives in the community until 1865 before he moves to Minnesota. So he's a unique situation, but most likely other freedom seekers who came here were brought here, um, most likely um, with some supplies for the stagecoach in that when those were being delivered into the pioneer cabin, um, the freedom seeker would then use the tunnel that connects the pioneer cabin to the Milton house to get into the safety of the Milton house. And then they would get cover um, shelter hopefully some food and then when it was time to move on that process would be reversed Um, we do not know what joseph's next stop was and that's a unique thing about the underground railroad is in our minds we like to think of it as being a very linear you went here and here and here kind of a network but it was not that smooth at all what we know about andrew is what we know and then the rest is just from other ideas and oral histories that we have
1: Right. So you mentioned the tunnel and you mentioned the Pioneer Cabin. So what could people expect to see and experience on a tour of the Milton House?
2: Yeah. So the Milton House tour typically lasts about an hour. Um, you learn, you start at the beginning and you learn about Joseph and the founding of the town and kind of what it would have been like to stay at the guest at his stagecoach inn. That's kind of the front half of the tour. And then the second half of the tour, we shift more into an underground railroad focus. So what we're trying to do at the Milton House is just use the Milton House as a vehicle to teach people about slavery, uh, the Civil War, Underground Railroad, and um, what, why all that was happening, why it was necessary, um, and to help people understand that there are still issues from all of that that we are dealing with today in our society. So what can we learn from history? Um, so with that part, we talk about Fugitive Slave Law of 1850, Um, We have a stairwell that in 2018, we had a local artist paint a three-story mural that depicts journeys of a freedom seeker from the plantation until they arrive in Milton. And so that's a really cool and unique way to kind of get a picture of the story. And then when you're down in the cellar, we talk to you about Andrew Pratt. We talk a little bit more about what it meant and what it was like to run on the Underground Railroad in general. And then you do get to walk in the Underground Passage between the Milton House cellar and the Pioneer Cabin and then we end in the Pioneer Cabin, which um, was actually predates the Milton house. It was built in 1837 and moved here um, by Joseph a few years later. So we do believe that's the oldest standing building in Rock County, although we can't verify it. So you definitely get to learn all the things and experience all the things. And everybody always asks, do I still get to go through the tunnel? And yes, that is definitely part of part of the tour is going through the tunnel.
1: You mentioned a mural, and as in addition to that, in the lobby at the Milton House, there's a tile mosaic called "Follow the Drinking Gourd." Can you tell me about that and what it represents?
2: Yeah, so as part of that mural, um, there's a, a there's actually a tile mosaic in that mural that's supposed to depict the night sky over Lake Koshkanan, Um and it has the Big Dipper in it. So a lot of enslaved people uh, were not allowed to learn how to read or write. Um, and so a lot of ways that they communicated uh, directions was through landmarks or, you know, things that you could follow, like the North Star. Um, a drinking gourd was something that people, it was a hollowed out gourd that people would drink out of. So it was something that was familiar to most enslaved people, people running on the Underground Railroad. In last year, May of last year, the same artists who did that one in our mural created a new one out here in our lobby and it's absolutely beautiful so it's kind of a take on Van Gogh's starry night and also shows a freedom seeker arriving at the Milton house and has um, that concept of following the North Star and the drinking gourd um, built into it so the the one in the lobby is almost like an expansion on the one that's in the mural because when you're unfortunately when you're doing the one in the mural you're you're going down a, a flight of stairs so you got to be watching your footsteps and then you're also on a tour so you don't really have time to sit and view it like art should be viewed whereas the one in the lobby is just you know when you're waiting for a tour after a tour you can look at it and um, really let it you know art is so subjective to the person looking at it so it allows people to kind of process a lot of the stuff that they learned on a, on the tour.
1: And what should people know before they come if they want to make sure they can get on a tour?
2: Highly recommend um, calling the museum in advance or checking out our website at www.miltonhouse.org. Right now, um, we are in our winter hours, so we offer tours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, but you do need a advanced appointment for that. We also get very busy with school tours the next couple of months, so... Um, Our availability to walk-in tours can be uh, dependent on how many school tours we have. But then in June, July, and August, we're open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to four. And you can just come in and we have tour guides ready to take you on a tour. Um, The tour is all handicap accessible, except for the tunnel. And it's a tour that's open to all ages. So kids are welcome and um, kids are never too young to start learning history.
1: Switching gears a little bit away from the Milton House, Amanda, if people wanted to continue a trip through Wisconsin's history in nearby Janesville, they could also visit the Lincoln-Tallman House Museum. What can you tell me about that place?
3: The Lincoln-Tallman House was built in 1857 for William Morris and Tallman and his family, and it's really a gorgeous structure. The home was constructed in the Italianate style out of Cream City brick, and it featured the most modern amenities of the 19th century. But the Lincoln-Talman House gets its full name from its most famous visitor, which was Abraham Lincoln. So William Morrison Talman was an abolitionist. In 1859, which is a year before Lincoln was elected president, he went to see Lincoln speak in nearby Beloit. Talman then invited Lincoln to speak in Jamesville the next day, and with nowhere else to stay, he offered his residence to Lincoln to spend the night. So the Rock County Historical Society now helps tell that history, along with stories of the family, on regular tours of the mansion. You can actually take a guided tour on Thursdays through Saturdays.
1: And Amanda, what are some other things people could check out while they're in Milton?
3: For a smaller community, Milton really offers a lot of things to see and do. So definitely plan to stick around after the Milton House Museum to enjoy some shopping, hiking, and more. There are a lot of locally owned shops that cater to a variety of interests. You can check out Hattie and Elsie where you can discover some great home decor, boutique clothing and gourmet food. Or there's Penayenta, which is a great place to fill out your wardrobe. They specialize in affordable, trendy fashion like women's clothing, jewelry, and accessories. And antiquers will definitely want to stop by the Goodrich Antiques and Vintage Uniques, which is actually Kitty Corner from the Milton House Museum. Or if you feel like taking a hike, the Ice Age National Scenic Trail runs right through Milton, and it includes this really beautiful new boardwalk section that overlooks Storrs Lake. It also continues for about three miles into nearby Janesville, and there you can connect with 30-plus miles of paved trails within the city.
1: And do you have any recommendations for places people could stop to eat or have a drink?
3: Milton has several great craft beverage makers that you're going to want to check out. Timber Hill Winery is a great stop for tastings and food. They're open seven days a week and actually moved to a brand new space just last September. They specialize in crafting truly Wisconsin wine. So they are using locally grown grape varieties that thrive in colder environments. They also have a great food menu full of options from shareables and homemade pizzas to sandwiches and more. There's also Good Works Brewing Company, which opened in Milton just last year, and they serve a rotating selection of craft beer that hits on all of the tastes. If you want malty, hoppy, sour, sweet, whatever is just right for you, you are going to find it there. And then if you want a classic supper club experience, you're going to want to dine at Frederick's Supper Club. They offer your staples like the Friday Fish Fry and Saturday Prime Rib, but they also get really creative with different
2: specialty entrees.
1: For each of you, why would you recommend people visit the Milton House?
2: Um, Well, obviously, I feel it's a very important uh, piece of not only Milton history, not only Wisconsin history, but national history. We are Rock County's only national historic landmark, which we were designated in 1998. We also are the only Underground Railroad uh, Station that has been certified in Wisconsin that you can still tour. So this is a really unique piece of history that's right here in, in Rock County. Um, and so not only that, we um, try and put on, you know you can take guided tours, but we also put on a variety of, of events throughout the year um, because the Milton House is more than just an Underground Railroad story. We have so much history to tell um, about Rock County, about Milton, about Wisconsin, and we just love to share that history. So any kind of history lover, um, we would love to have you come and I promise you will get a tour that you can't get anywhere else in Wisconsin.
3: Yeah, Wisconsin is so rich in its history and it's one thing to hear about it, but actually touring important sites like the Milton House Museum can really help connect us to that history. The Milton House provides such a unique look into that journey of freedom seekers. We can walk in the actual steps of the past so that we can better understand the present. The tour experience really is personally powerful. It can help shape our understanding of history.
1: Well, Keaton and Amanda, thank you both so much for joining me for Wandering Wisconsin.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was very enjoyable.
0: Amanda Weibel is the communications officer with Travel Wisconsin and Keaton Kloss is the executive director at the Milton House. They spoke with Legifex Becky Mortensen for Wandering Wisconsin. You can learn more about the Milton House and hear past Wandering Wisconsin conversations at wuwm.com.